President's Trophy curse. It lives on in infamy every single year. Crazy though still, isn't it? It's wild. The Stanley Cup playoffs are just a different animal than everything else. They're, like We talk about the NBA playoffs being unpredictable. That's usually because there's blowouts. Stanley Cup playoffs, you got eight seeds beating one seeds, and you got yeah. game sevens and double overtime more than we can count. I knew Florida was probably, I mean, you were getting plus 200, better than plus 200 last night. But, um, I mean, the Bruins go down, and then it's 3-2, and, you know, we got one minute left on the clock, and all of a sudden, or it's tied, I'm, so, I'm sorry, or yeah, 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 and, and it says goal, and I don't know if you guys saw this, like 30 seconds before the actual goal was scored. So I was, everybody was joking about the script being there. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they score, it goes to overtime, Boston loses, I lose minus 200 on the money line, unfortunately. I bet Boston pretty big last night saying yeah. there's no way that they actually lose here. But, um, but yeah, that was, that was painful, <laughs> and it all happened in overtime. But they did. And the goal was announced 30 <laughs> seconds before it actually went through the net. So they, that they, was could, they could see into the future. They yep. had the, uh, and, we go to, yeah, and I knew once we ball. went to OT, I was going to hedge, and I was like, nah. Yep. nah I'm just going to go down fighting. With uh, the best regular season team of all time. Regular season. But as we've seen, just because you're good in the regular season, especially in hockey, uh, does not mean you're going to have a great postseason run. Mike DeStefano's with TSN 1050. And let's, let's start with that, Mike. I mean, the Bruins are done. President's Trophy curse once again strikes very early in the playoffs. Yeah, that was something I don't think a lot of people expected to see happen, obviously. They went and this had this historic run, 65 wins. They became the, the most winningest team, most points of anybody. And then we're expected to just kind of roll through the Panthers. And all of a sudden, Florida came to play. And, uh, you know, some injuries crept up, it looks like. And Obergeron came out, herniated disc. And Krejci wasn't the same. The goaltender had a problem there. And, you know, sometimes that's what it takes, a couple bad injuries to some key players. And your team's not the same. And it just looked like maybe that team ran out of gas a little bit. You know, everybody's talking about the Bruins, but not enough people, I think, are talking about the Kraken taking out the defending champs in seven. Uh, how did this happen? And do you think the Kraken have any chance against the Stars? I think the Kraken are, are a really fun team and not a team that a lot of people expected to do well. Like, I'll be honest, I picked the Colorado Avalanche to beat them in five games myself. I mean, that's a really good hockey team. But then once kind of puck drop came and you watched them play the Kraken, with a better team in game one, they lost. The better team in game two, they actually came out and, and won the game. They were the better team throughout most of the series. And you know what it is? They're a really deep team. They really could roll all four lines. And they got excellent goaltending from Philip Grubauer, who's a former Colorado Avalanche goaltender. So there was a little bit of skin in the game, a little bit of a revenge narrative there. As for if I feel like they have a chance against the, the Dallas Stars, I mean... I, I guess I would be silly to say no, since I also thought the same thing about the Colorado Avalanche, and now I'm coming out here kind of looking stupid because here's the Kraken, obviously, going through the second round. But I think Dallas is a really good team. Like I, Them and Edmonton, I think, right now are, are the two top dogs, I would assume, could potentially come out of the West. Like They're just a super deep team and probably have the best goaltender that's remaining in the, in the NHL, depending, I guess, what happens with Shesterkin tonight got to ask you because we have another game seven uh, tonight we had two last night right now the rangers and the devils underway twelve forty four to go still in the first period who did you like tonight uh to win the game and who do you think can make the deeper run is it new jersey no actually i i like the the new york rangers i i thought that they were a solid team you know throughout the year i know new jersey was the higher seeded team but you know the playoffs are a different beast you know like when it comes to 
whether or not you can go through an entire round. Like I think having veterans is is key. And and I'm from Toronto, so being a good regular season team doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that you're going to go through and walk through the playoffs. I think most people in the city learn the hard way that you need to have some vets, and there's a certain way you need to play in the playoffs. I'm not sure that New Jersey has learned those lessons quite yet. They play a, you know a possession team, but there's some some savvy veterans on the New York Rangers. I mean, they they bring in. Vladimir Tarasenko, Showtime, Patrick Kane, to go along with some of those other vets that have been there for a while. And they've got an unbelievable decor and probably next to Vasilevsky, the, the best goaltender in the world. So I think that that's a team that if they can get it done tonight and if they can end up knocking off the Devils, I think they're probably poised to come out of the Metro and beat the, the, Pan, the, um, the Hurricanes in the next round. So I would side Rangers right now. Yeah, Mike, your uh, your Leafs now plus three seventy five to win the Stanley Cup. They're the favorites after getting out of the first round and what has felt like a hundred years. What what do you think? Just looking at this team for maybe some of the past ones that have had letdowns. What what can their run look like this year? I mean, like you said, they're they're favored to to mm-hmm. win the Stanley Cup at this point, right? Colorado goes down, Boston goes down, and then they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that's gone to three straight Cup finals. I think they could do it. I mean, they've got the horses. They've got the big boys who finally had a solid playoff performance. There's been a lot of question marks in this city of whether or not those guys, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, William Nylander, you know, they're stars. If they can actually get it done, do they have the killer instincts? Can they play a playoff style of hockey game? And to this point, they'd shown that they really were unable to do so. I think they came up big in this series. You talk about the five main core players. They had a combined 42 points in this series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's impressive. So when you look at those guys are firing on all cylinders, they brought in you know some ancillary pieces like Ryan O'Reilly at the deadline. Luke Shen has been a nice addition coming back to Toronto for a second tour of duty. Noel Chari was picked up also. Jake McCabe from Chicago. They've got some really nice pieces that complement the skill by giving them some guys who got a little sandpaper, a little grit and nastiness to them. The kind of guys who you need to compliment your players when it comes to, to playoff time. Edmonton has pretty much dominated, uh, Mike, the Golden Knights this season. Um, but it feels like, like the Golden Knights are really hot right now, right? They won four straight to close out the series in five. Do you think that people are sleeping a little bit on, on Vegas? I think you could make the argument that that team could go on a bit of a run here. Like the goaltending is going to be the big question mark, obviously. You know, is Laurent Brassois going to be able to do what he was able to do, you know, in round one? Because he has never been the guy. He's never gone on a long playoff run before, but neither has Stuart Skinner, the goaltender at Edmonton. But it is tough to bet against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Those guys are just unbelievable hockey players who can kind of throw the team on their back and they've shown that they're a little bit deeper they brought in Matias Ekholm that really helped bolster that defense on the blue line but look you've got Jack Eichel playing some really good hockey you've got Mark Stone seemingly healthy again they've got really deep uh, blue line as well I think this is going to be a seven game series and you know it's it's going to be a good one I think you know, like, if a lot of people, I, I know some people get into sports betting uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs once we get to the postseason because it's so damn exciting. Everybody wants a little action. Why is it, you know, when we look at other sports, the NFL or NBA, we always talk about home court advantage. Why do you feel like the road teams have had such success, especially in, like, a Game 7 type situation? Why do you think the road teams you know. perform so well? 
it, it honestly doesn't make any sense. Like if you, if you be like if you look at it over the course of the last few years, like the home home ice advantage has always meant something. Something like fifty five percent of home teams typically win the playoffs. It does mean something. That has not been the case in this playoffs for whatever reason. Um, I was speaking with a couple of coaches, former coaches in the NHL, and what they were telling me is sometimes you overthink it when you have home ice advantage. You have that last change, and you're maybe overthinking some of your matchups, and you just don't play a little bit. You're you're just thinking a bit too much instead of letting your big boys go out there and just play hockey. And and I wonder if that has crept up and that type of pressure has kind of you know, hurt some of these teams when they're at home because it is a very peculiar thing that we're seeing this year. It's been the first round was was the home or was the road dog round. It was really yeah. bizarre to see. Yeah, and then we saw it again last night, obviously, with the Kraken and the Panthers both winning. Also, you know, when you're looking or trying to predict what's going to happen in, in a series, uh, just because it's a little bit different than betting anything else, what are you usually looking for? Because, you know, you could see a team like the Panthers go down 3-1. They're a 42-win team. They're taking on the Bruins, who won 65 games. Are you looking for hot goalies? Are you looking at, you know, li- like what, what is it that um, – you're looking for like when a team gets hotter if you're trying to make a prediction on a series because it seems easy just to bet the better team but that hasn't really worked out so well so in the postseason here this year yeah this year has been wild like i'll be honest with you it's it's been insane typically the goaltender is a big you know that that's a big tell of how a team's going to be able to perform especially the postseason like for the last three years Andre Vasilevsky's been the best goaltender in the league in the in the world, and lo and behold, he's taken his team to to three straight Stanley Cup Finals. Right, so it it often does have to do with goaltending, but honestly, I think hockey, as opposed to I heard you guys talking about it before I came in, hockey's a little bit more. Uh, it's different than other sports where I feel like there's so much more parity in in the game where there are opportunities for big upsets between seeds. I know we had the Miami Heat pull off, you know, miraculous upset, but they're what, only the sixth, eighth seed, I think, to beat a number one seed in the NBA playoffs. We see that happen a lot more in the NHL, but I I truly am a believer, which is why I also thought that the New York Rangers were a strong pick in this round against the Devils. I I am a strong believer that goaltending could take you a long way here in the sport. Talking to Mike DiStefano, BetMGM tonight. Uh, Vegas is plus 600 to win the Stanley Cup. Seattle's 14 to 1, but these are really young teams. I mean, the Knights have been around for what, like five years, even less for, for the Kraken. Now, what the obvious answer is but they have good players. That's that's why they're here. But why is it that, you know, in most pro sports leagues, when you have an expansion team, they're not good for a long time. What is it about this and the way the NHL has done it and allowed Seattle and Vegas to really be contenders pretty much right away? Funny enough, it's I think it's because of the hard cap salary system. You know, the NHL and the hard cap has made it so difficult for for teams to to work within the system to bring in good players. But these guys started from scratch, started from zero, and they kind of did it in different ways. I think Vegas did a good job at their expansion draft, kind of farming and mining assets. Whereas Seattle, their first year was not nearly as good as Vegas's, but then this past summer, they picked up some really solid pieces in free agency. And Oliver Bjorkstrand, who scored two goals for, for the Kraken last night, he was picked up for a third and fourth round pick. And the reason why they were able to pick him up is because they had the cap space. And since the pandemic, the cap hasn't moved a whole lot, and no teams really could fit him in. Seattle's sitting there saying, yeah, we'll take him for basically nothing. And lo and behold, he turns out to be a big piece of their of the of their team and and legitimately put them through to the second round of the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs here. 
So I think the salary cap actually has really worked their benefit here early in their in their uh, lifetime, I suppose. <laughs> we're we're seeing billionaires, Mike. Uh, just random entertainers, actors buy sports teams and really make a splash, right? You see Ryan, Ryan Reynolds and more are coming in, but now Snoop Dogg has thrown his bid in uh, for the Ottawa Senators. Uh, apparently the bid is going to top a billion dollars. If if Snoop was to be a p- partial owner of the Senators, how much do you think that helps the sport grow the diversity of its fan base? Oh, I think that'd be huge, honestly. Like e- Either one of those guys I think would be big, but Snoop Dogg in particular, this was... Not something that I expected to see come across my timeline today when I was scrolling Twitter <laughs> that Snoop Dogg had entered the Ottawa Senators sweepstakes. But you think about how many kind of tentacles that guy has to pop culture and, you know, the different types of people that he can touch with his reach and with his fan base. I think that would be enormous for uh, for, for hockey. And, I mean, Ryan Reynolds himself, I, I'm not sure if you guys are fans of, of the Wrexham series that they've got Absolutely. going on Netflix. Right, but like, who was a fan of Wrexham before the series? I never even heard of the team. To be quite honest with you, and now we do. So that's also, uh, you know, just shows what you know the power of of sport and celebrity, and when you blend the two together, how much it could really help and benefit clubs, and ultimately it'll benefit the league too. Like, it's no secret that the NHL is far behind the other three when it comes to being part of the Big Four, especially down south in the states. But you add a couple of big pieces like that to. You know, the NHL's culture and landscape, I think that would do wonders for the league. Yeah, we were just talking about that before the show. I mean, if you're a celebrity or your name is big, it can make you money in a lot of ways that you didn't realize before that you could. Mike DiStefano, TSN 1050. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on with us.